Hello and welcome to the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. This is episode 84. I'm joined by Anton. Hello, Anton. Hello, Mike. And also by Leona. Hello, Leona. Hello. And uh, conspicuous by his absence is Alistair. He is not here with us this week and uh, we wish him a speedy recovery from a sore tooth. He's uh, He's been a bit, a bit of pain. To be fair, I'm, I'm kind of saying that frivolously, but toothache is actually really sore, to be fair. Yeah, it was um, me, before we were in here, I was just saying to Leona, it's like, yep, he's dead or worse. We do not know yet. Probably worse. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, let's let's hope that he does return at some point. But, you know, in the meantime, we've got this covered and lots to talk about, as we always have at this time on a, uh, well, actually, normally we record slightly later than this. We're recording slightly earlier today. Uh, but before we get started, a couple of things I want to mention. First of all, we have a lovely new review from someone, which is fantastic. They've left us a review on our Apple Podcasts. Um, sort of our page there for Nintendo Switch UK podcast and it's from the real Paul E so thank you Paul E says great podcast five stars good honest reviews about everything Switch relatable guys that know what they're talking about that is nice to know because sometimes I don't know what I'm talking about Leona but um, it appears that we've seemed to have um, you know we're doing okay in the reviews and you know we must come across like we know what we're talking about occasionally which is good yeah that's the main skill at work here is making it look like you know what you're talking about when really you're just guessing completely yeah that's it that's the way yeah, it was recently like thinking, it's like, oh, what do I know about? And then I was like, oh, so much of this brain has just been consumed by Switchness. How did this happen? Completely. Uh, I like I can't, I can't do math, but I can talk about the Switch somehow. And it's funny because it never used to be like that for me. Like I used to know what I knew, but now it's just, yeah, it's Switch, Switch on my brain all the time. For the, only there was a Switch to sort of switch that off and give me some more space elsewhere, you know, sort of like some dual storage device in my brain. I don't think it works like that. Uh, anyway, so um, I'll just drop my Switch, speaking of that. So speaking of Switch, I'm going to talk about what I've been playing, but um, uh, Anton, have you been playing anything this week? Oh, I've been scandalously absent from my Switch. Uh, I did boot up the new Rocket League for a, a short period of time to just give it a wee go and see how it's running and uh, see, you know, how because they've kind of redone the tutorial stage and stuff like that and they've made it very friendly to jump into, uh, oh, although cool. not being the biggest fan. But I, I knew that going into, but I must say the kind of tutorial and kind of getting you into the deep end it's yeah. really friendly and I'm really excited to kind of recommend it to a few people and see some new people jump in because it is a fun game overall. Well, the thing is, I feel quite justified this week because in our Discord for our Patreons, there's been lots of Rocket League talk and uh, lots of people really enjoying it. I think it's fantastic. It's free to play. But as anyone that's listened for a long time in the podcast will know, I never stop going on about Rocket League. It's literally the the game that I talk about probably the most, less so recently, but certainly, you know, I think I've put in probably 700 hours of Rocket League because I just absolutely love it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's great to see so many people playing. I haven't been on since they've redone it, actually, because I've been busy doing other things and playing other games. But um, yeah, it's really good to see. I think we're going to try and organise some sort of Rocket League game amongst our Patreon supporters as well, um, which is really exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to... Um, to trying out Rocket League. Leon, have you ever played Rocket League? I have not. It's not really um, my thing, as you would probably imagine. I guess, but, you know, I wanted to ask anyway, just in case. 
Um, yeah. And have you uh, have you been back on Fall Guys this week? Because that's the game that I'm still waiting for them to say is coming to the Switch. And I wondered, has it still got the appeal or has that waned a bit now? I think it has. I ha- to be honest, I haven't really played it this week because I've been playing something else, starting Little Bean Men. But um, Fall Guys is, yeah, I think it's still going to go. The season two looks pretty good. It looks like it's going to be even more brutal but yeah I think obviously there was an initial massive hype for it but I don't think it's going away anytime soon Good, excellent. Well I picked up uh, this week a game that Anton you actually suggested I do and I'm actually really enjoying it it's Death and Taxes Oh fantastic, Um, I've got the demo downloaded and it does, the trailer for it looks fantastic, How, how have you been getting on with it? Well I've played probably not you know, not an awful lot, probably less than an hour actually, because I just started it yesterday. And uh, actually, um, it's it's quite a good um, alternative to some of the bigger titles like the Mario games and, and you know, still trying to finish Paper Mario, finally, finally at the very last bit now. But, but it's a great sort of opposite kind of game, you know, it's very relaxing, but at the same time, it does make you think, but you don't have to kind of, you're not thinking about what you're you're sort of controlling. It's more just you know psychologically what it's doing to you to make those decisions. Um, Leona, have you come across Death and Taxes? Um, I have. It is one of those games that looks really good right up my street. Um, but I was just I keep waiting for it to be on sale because I know it will be, and I just mm. keep missing it. So I think at some point I might end up uh, paying full price for it if I just can't find it on the sale because I I've been looking at it. It's been on my wish list for a while. Yeah, it's the kind of game, you know, definitely, oh, I knew it'd be up your street, but it's definitely up my street as well. I, I love the sort of, you know, the pressure of deciding who lives and who dies and all that stuff. And it's really good. And um, it's quite funny as well. It's well designed. You can tell they've put a lot of thought into it. And it's, you know, it's a real kind of one of those indie titles that you kind of go, this is this is different. You know, it's a different kind of thing. It's a bit like Papers, Please, but with lives. <laughs> so I recommend it if you haven't. I also picked up uh, The Flame and the Flood on the sale which was under, I think it was like £3, then Duke Nukem 3D, because that was three quid as well. I think that was at the launch price as well. So a couple of, couple of games there that I'll add to the ever-growing list of games that I'll never get around to playing, probably. But they're there, at least, which is good. Yeah, I was, I've been really tempted. They've got uh, Bulletstorm, uh, the Duke's edition, for like £6, which is an absolute bargain if yeah. you haven't picked it up. So I think I'm going to be grabbing that tonight, because played it on its former platforms. Mm. Really fun, goofy parody of first-person shooters in the mid 2000s uh, yeah i've got a little bit of that i've got it on the switch and it and i know some people were worried would it run well on the switch and it runs great on the switch it's actually a really really good port to the switch so yeah if you if you're on the fence about bullet storm at six pounds ish uh definitely definitely go and get it because it's uh it's great it's really really good um speaking of patreons and supporting us uh, we uh, welcome another new patreon this week anton Indeed. Uh, speaking of good deals, we've uh, got Callum joining us at our $2 a month tier. Uh, and we super thank you so, so, so much. It's greatly yeah, appreciated. And it's been lovely to see you joining us in our new lovely Discord community. Um, and hopefully we'll catch you on some of our lovely live shows where we can have go over we chat it's just live you can uh, send us your thoughts and feelings uh you get our friend codes and a bunch of other cool stuff uh just for that kind of entry two dollar tier which is fantastic yeah and lots of extra podcasts around about eight to nine podcasts a month you get extra on top of the main podcast uh and all the other stuff that anton's mentioned there but if you want to check out the tiers head to nsukp.co.uk forward slash support dash us and you can read everything you need to know 
so that you uh, so that you you can kind of decide for yourself. But all that money and anything that comes in from that it goes back into the podcast. We do it because we love doing the podcast, and it, it really does help us keep it running. So thank you so much to everybody who continues to support us, whether that be by downloading the podcast weekly and helping us with that, leaving a review or going the step further and becoming one of our Patreon supporters as well. We really do appreciate it. Right, I think there's quite a lot to get through and I'm also already excited about doing the quiz later on because it's a new challenger approaching in Leona. Oh. Uh, but all that is still to come because we're going to start with this week's news. Tell us the people want to know. Okay, first up, we've got a game from Idea Factory. They've announced Azure Lane Crosswave. It's an anime high-octane 3D action shooter. It's coming out in 2021. This looks bright and vibrant. Uh, it looks very anime, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, Anton. Um, yeah, I think this... It looks like it's designed for the Switch, even though I think it's already out on PS4 and it's out on Steam and things like that. Uh, but it just has that real kind of high-quality anime feel about the look of it. What's your impressions? Yeah, you m- may be surprised to find out this is originally a 3DS game of all things. Wow, would not shockingly good for a kind of a Switch adaptation of it. Gameplay-wise, I think the, the closest comparison would maybe be like a, a Panzer Dragoon meets uh, Space Harrier. You know, you're kind I love of Space on Harrier. rails. Oh, it's so good. Uh, you're on rails, but still just kind of shooting on a 2D plane. I was surprisingly taken aback by this one. I, I quite like the looks of this one. What do you think, Leona? What was your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, had, I don't know enough about it i never played it originally to really say how much i would enjoy it it's that thing i think you could you would play it once and play it for quite a while and get into it and that but i don't know if i would you know spend hundreds of hours on a game like yeah this. i mean in all honesty it's not it's not the kind of game it's not my kind of game it's not the game that i'm going to go out and buy um straight off but i think in terms of quality i think it looks like a real quality game and if it is the kind of thing um that you might be sort of keen on then i think that you know then definitely it's it's one to one to check out i mean i haven't played to be fair having said that i haven't played a kind of on rails 3d action shooter in quite a while so actually maybe i'm doing it a disservice by just writing it off and saying it's not my kind of game because you know i i did when i was a kid i played all the space harrier games and loved all that you know love the on rail stuff and more recently as well, I've played others, but but you know it's not one that I've got in my current collection. So maybe Anton, it is worth. This is one that maybe I should be looking at. Yeah, you know those games back then were kind of limited by the hardware, and from what I can gather, there's a bit of resurgence from the kind of 2007 to maybe 2011 time uh, where you know they became a little bit more bullet hell inspired. So mm-hmm. with that and kind of seeing where the genre kind of has evolved. I think could be a curious one. I just hope they don't price it too expensive because I think, sadly, despite the polish, it will kind of be a bit of a niche tile at the end of the day. So yeah. hopefully a good price, but would be interested to try it. Yeah, I think that's it. Demo. We always ask for a demo. Give us oh, a demo. You never yep, know. We absolutely. might fall in love with it. Uh, next up, Team 17. We know them for likes of Overcooked and Worms and many other really good titles. Uh, we do like Team 17 stuff. They've just showcased a release date trailer for Crown Trick, which is a synchronous turn-based combat. It's coming out on the 16th of October, so less than a month to go until it's released. Uh, it's an RPG roguelike, which we think we mentioned this before, Anton, and we said... We were surprised that this was the route that uh, Team 17 were going down for their next game. Um, but, you know, it looks, it kind of looks like I would expect this kind of game to look. I'm just wondering, with Team 17, usually they've got something extra. What is the extra thing, do you think, with this? 
Yeah, the the, the reason I, I think it kind of makes our, our new and exciting period of the, the podcast is this new trailer does make the game seem a lot more enticing than the, the former trailer where the original one kind of it literally just looked like other roguelike. This one, they've got a lot more fallout cutscenes, but gameplay-wise, the, I think the whole gimmick of this is you're basically setting up these massive, almost like combos, where you're basically getting a bunch of people in the right positions, and then you do like one big swoop, and you take out like 50 people. Uh, so it's almost like, uh, I guess, Crypto the Necrodancer meets Dynasty Wars, where it's like top-down turn-based, but you're taking on massive hordes or taking out 50 enemies in a single punch, which I think that gimmick could be quite satisfying if it's a case of you know slay the spire s just placing your moves perfectly until you get your your one satisfying punch which yeah i don't know if how many people will be grasped by that but fingers crossed because team 17 rarely drop the ball um how, how are you feeling about this one leona yeah i mean basically the same as everything you said i i would trust team 17 to do a good job we have seen a lot of games like this so it does just come down to what have they done to make this one unique it look, I mean it looks fun and it looks like something I would play but it's not like it doesn't look like something that I'm going to be waiting for release day to pick it up immediately yeah I, I kind of feel similar I think because it's Team 17 I'm I'm trusting that this will have that extra something that we'll want to sort of invest our time and look at a bit more than maybe another uh, game in, this, in a similar genre but um, yeah I agree with you. I think the trailer does do it justice. It does certainly give you the impression that there's more to it and it looks pretty good. Um, so yeah, I think I think keep an eye on this one. It is coming out in just under a month, so there's not long to wait and uh, we'll find out whether Crown Trick can do what the likes of Overcooked did and, and sort of continue that great run from Team 17. Uh, next up, all in games have announced Ghost Runner. It's a cyberpunk parkour first person shooter with ninja elements. It's coming out on the 27th of October. Got to say, Anton, this on the Switch, uh, I've seen some gameplay of this on the Switch, and it looks amazing. If it's playing anything like this, then I've got to say that you want to check this out. Yeah, I was very much taken aback by the quality and fidelity of the graphics and how quick it is. Like, sometimes we get some good-looking games, but it's maybe a little bit slower. This looks high-octane fun over the top, and, you know, it's just one I just want to get my hands on, but it's been a while since we've had... um, you know, one of these kind of really high mobility cell games where it's like a Mirror's Edge or a, uh, you know, they had Dying Light a couple of years back where it was like all about the mobility. Uh, so I would love to just have a kind of experience like that on Switch. Um, I don't know what exactly the aims are of the game, but mobility wise and graphics and all that just really have uh, caught my eye, Leona. Yeah, for sure. It looks really good. I mean, it's kind of got a lot of the things that I enjoy it's got the word cyberpunk which is all always 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 a winner yeah it looks really good like you say i don't know exactly what it's going for but yeah it looks fun that's all i kind of needed to know before i was like yeah i'll i'll check that out i think I think uh, Mirror's Edge is a good shout there, actually, with the kind of mm-hmm. vibe of it. You know, it has got that, and it's darker, and it's got that. It's definitely cyberpunk. I mean, it, <laughs> it looks as cyberpunk as cyberpunk can be, which is great. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Was it the 27th of October we're getting that? I really hope it's as good as it looks, because if it is, we're in for a real treat in about a month's time. Next up, HAL Laboratory have announced and released Kirby Fighters 2 for $17.99. It's basically Smash, but... Kirby. Um, yeah, I've ever surprised this one. I do think it looks it looks good. I'm just wondering, 
Anton, who's buying it? Because I'm not sure Smash players are buying it and I'm not sure anyone else is... Are they going to be bothered enough or if they are bothered enough, are they not just buying Smash? That's my question. Yeah, I won't lie. When this got announced, I kind of thought it was a free-to-play game. Um, I did as well. I genuinely thought it was free-to-play. Yeah, mainly as I I don't know where it fits into the market. Uh, But outside of that, um, you have basically, you know, a couple different Kirbys, which are all Kirbys and don't have names. Uh, And then they have a bunch of cloning abilities. Uh, So you have one kind of default ability and then you can clone other people's abilities. So it's kind of like a, a juggling of cloning uh, plus uh, introduction of items. So it's, uh, it appears to have a lot of depth of abilities and how they all interact. So if you're one Kirby using one cl- with like one core ability and then you're cloning another ability, then using an item, it all adds up and is really complex and depth deep. I, I don't know how many people love Kirby enough to really get hooked by that. I, I presume there are, but it's just Smash is such a meaty game that it's, mm. you know... It's just not too sure who's going for it, Leona. Yeah, me, me neither, to be honest. It seems like a bit of a bit of a weird one. It's not something that I would pick up, to be honest. But yeah, I just, I don't really know what they're going for. Because it doesn't look as good <laughs> as, you know, you can just play Smash. And yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. I mean, it's like... I don't know. I mean, look, it's it's seventeen ninety nine, so it's priced better than a Smash. So you know, you've got that going for it. And you know, Kirby, there's a lot of um, a lot of things people like with with Kirby. You know, so I don't think it's that they don't like Kirby. It's just it's just is it is it enough to get mm-hmm. people who are you know Smash players to, to come across? No, probably not. Is it for everyone else? Maybe it's for the kids. Maybe it's it's just about for for the kids that maybe you haven't got Smash. I guess, but I'm not sure. I'm not. I just don't know. I just don't know the audience. Yeah, I'm you know, sure. at the end of the day, I can uh, I can play with eight Kirby's and Smash if I really want to. You know, that yeah, is see, possible. We have the technology. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, next up, um, we've got a game from Sega and they've announced uh, Football Manager 2021 Touch for Nintendo Switch coming out December. Leona, I know um, that you're going to talk us through the ins and outs of this one. Um, yeah, Football Manager. It's a game where uh, you manage football. Um, there are teams and they kick a ball and you tell them where to kick it, I presume... Exactly. Sort of. yeah, I you, mean, you get bonus points if you hit down all ten pins. Exactly. That's the aim yeah. of the game. Yeah. A hole in one a, as well. That's a really I, good one. I've got a feeling you've maybe just missed the point, and maybe it won't be on either of your wish lists um, come December. Um, oh. So what? What I will say. What I will say is, Football Manager. Anyone that's listened to the podcast for a long time will know one of my all-time favorite games. Probably the game I've played more than any other game ever. Uh, but the more recent ones, I've had to not play them because it just sucks away all my time uh so touch for the switch yeah um so the touch version is not the same as the mobile version that for those that do want to know that there's a mobile version then there's the touch version then there's a full-fledged version now the touch and full-fledged version are not that different there there are differences that are important um but not game breaking so actually if you have this version it's like having the full-fledged version just slightly cut down whereas mobile is a different experience altogether um I'd say that they're pretty good on Switch. I would also add to that that they're not the most optimum way to play Football Manager. I think the optimum way, if you're going to get into Football Manager, is probably mouse and keyboard. 
I'm looking forward to seeing what they change with this because I still think the interface is a bit clunky. I think it's a little slow loading. 2020 was and 2019. Um, but we'll see. And it's coming out December. So I'm excited because I'm always excited for Football Manager. I just don't think I can buy it. <laughs> Uh, because uh, because of you know just my time and for anyone that had the original championship managers I think 0102 is the one that so they they basically merged and it became football the, the two companies that had championship manager split up I should say and there were two the championship manager these days don't buy them football manager is more like the original um, but the 0102 season is the one that I played forever and ever and ever and I think at one point I I think it was. I think I got a message because one of the games comes up with a message and says to you things like, "You need to remember to wash now because you played the game for too long," like things like that. So it got to the point where it was like, um, "Outside there is light. It's probably worth at some point reacquainting yourself with that." So that's how much I played it. So I'm not sure if I'll buy this. <laughs> Bad move. So what you're saying is we we need to kind of uh, make a heist mission. Uh, with Rachel to put the parental controls app on your Nintendo Switch so we don't lose you forever. Just I mean, in case. <laughs> I also, yeah, I'm not sure I'm not sure my 12-week-old son would be very happy if I spent all my time playing Football Manager because that is what would happen. That would, that's what, that is exactly what would happen. I actually know someone that actually lost their job because they played so much Football Manager. That's how addictive this game can be. Wow. But that's a story you're, you're for another the, day. You're in the, the cult of a future <laughs> Football Manager managers. Oh, completely. Went too deep. (laughs) Far too deep. All right, next up, City Connections have announced Death Smiles 1 and 2. It's an anime space shooter uh, collection which includes Death Smiles, Death Smiles Mega Black Label, and Death Smiles 2. Um, Right, okay. A little unusual, this one. And, you know, it's that anime style that some people will cringe when they look at it. Um, But in terms of a game, some people say it's a pretty decent game. I've never played it. Anton, what's your take on it? Um, yeah, actually, a weird one where as the, the anime stuff's a little bit over the top for me, but I did play the original on the 360 and had tons of fun with it. Gameplay-wise, it was super solid. Um, had some really weird, bizarre set pieces. You're less of a spaceship and more of just a flying girl with a jetpack, uh, which I guess is unique. It, you know, it makes you a lot more vulnerable in a regular space shooter, but still has bullet hell elements. Uh, my one sad thing with the Switch is they're, they're not going to be able to include the Xbox 360 faceplate as they did with the original, which, you know, that was half the game right there. Um, <laughs> but outside of that, gameplay-wise, fun, but a little bit too anime for my taste. I imagine you're maybe around the same thoughts, Leona? Yeah, pretty much. I do vaguely remember it uh, coming out on 360, and I remember thinking then, yeah, it's anime attractive girls <laughs> that's what it seems like and then yeah i have seen the gameplay since and yeah it's not not really my thing i yeah yeah i mean i that's like an fair. i like an anime um game as you know but i think for me it's it's yeah it's not the one that i would be particularly interested in to be perfectly honest um but having said that as you said anton gameplay you know when you play a game uh, if the gameplay is good that's that's what it's all about. So uh, I'm definitely not writing this off because, you, you, as you say, it you, it's a pretty solid title in terms of the gameplay. Yeah, it just had fun set pieces. Like they would have ones where you're gi- like you're fighting like a, a giant red nosed reindeer, and it's like all Christmas themed, and it's blaring Christmas music, and it's over the top and silly. Uh, nothing to be taken seriously. Uh, only if it had the the 360 face play, I would be pre-ordering. <laughs> then you'd be there. Not today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Leona, is it Dynasty or Dynasty? That's what I want to know. Dynasty. 
Oh, see, I was going to go dynasty. It's like tomato, tomato, isn't it? I um, think dynasty is more American pronunciation, isn't it? Yeah. I think well, maybe either way, it's dynasty. Either, either way, way, I don't know. Koei Tecmo have announced Dynasty Warriors Nine Empires, a more strategic take on the one versus one thousand style action of Dynasty Warriors coming out twenty twenty one. It does look quality. I've got to say, if you look at the the, the sort of early indications the teaser trailer if it's anything like that on the switch anton it's going to be a pretty top game i would say yeah the the gameplay trailer doesn't allude much to what them like it's the cinematic trailer they put out doesn't allude to how the gameplay will be faring up too well hopefully it's a good game um i think for a lot of switch fans you know putting this one so close to hyrule warriors uh, age of calamity mm-hmm. It's not going to be a popular choice on our platform. And I won't lie, I'm just kind of sitting here. I'm like, you know, this is cool, but Dynasty Warriors 10. Now that's going to be the one where they erase all the stakes. That's going to be the one everybody wants. (laughs) Uh, But I'm just being petty, am I? (laughs) Uh, Leona, is it the kind of game that you would invest time in? Because I'm kind of on the fence. I don't know if this would be your kind of game or not. No, I've I've never played any of the Dynasty Warriors series, so I I mean I wouldn't just start now. It's not it's not doing enough for me to um no to pick it up. But I'm sure for fans of the game, I mean the trailer looks nice. Um, but as someone mm-hmm. who doesn't know enough about the game and hasn't played them before, I don't know if it would uh, do all that much for yeah. me. I mean, I'm kind of, you know, again, like you, I think the trailer looks really well done. It looks it looks nice. I'm not sure, again, if it, it's the kind of game that I'm getting excited about. Uh, but I think a lot of people will be. I think there'll be, there will be, as you said, there'll be a following of people that will be really delighted that this is coming to Switch. 2021, they reckon. So keep an eye out for that. Next up in America, Nintendo are now offering a Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and Super Mario Party Double Pack, which saves you $10 rather than buying them separately. Um, again, aimed at, oh, I guess, Anton, this shows that there's still so many people buying Switches because, you know, there's two games that have been out for a long time now and two, especially Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I mean, well, Mario Kart 8 itself is like five years or something now. Um, So it's good because I think this shows that there are a lot of new people coming to Switch and it shows that, you know, there are ways to market it even now to a new audience. Yeah, and I think this is a really wise move where I think a lot of parents or kind of uh, people will get like their, you know, their kids a Switch and maybe a party game. So this is a kind of a clever way to kind of get them a, a little wee party set uh, to get them up and running and it's just amazing that you know despite there being like near 20 30 million copies of Mario Kart 8 out there on the the Switch alone that they're not all out there and like you know sitting there in CX or game pre-owned sections are all in people's houses and they still have a, a need to print more which uh, really says a lot about the Nintendo Switch's staying powers kind of remarkable yeah, it's it's pretty amazing, Leona, that they can do this with two fairly ancient games now, uh, especially Mario Kart, and only give you a ten dollar saving. Yeah, <laughs> it absolutely will. I mean, I think at this point it's probably like close to being illegal to have a Switch and not own at least one of those two titles because they are the thing that even people who don't care about games and who only pick up a Switch if they're you know at their friend's house or they want the kids want one that kind of thing. That those are the first things that they think of. I mean, it's Mario Kart probably more so. So I think yeah. they could probably just put them in a set and not give and give you like twenty pence off, and people would still 
go for it. I think they're they have a long standing power, and I think it will continue. Yeah. So it's it's good yeah, of them to even give you a discount at all. I think. I know it's a remarkable thing. Nintendo don't do it very often, but yeah, no, you're right. And Mario Party is still a great party game, even though they should have added much more to it. But let's not talk about that now. Uh, Microsoft Xbox have bought Zenimax Media or Bethesda Softworks, Bethesda Game Studios, ID Software, Zenimax Online, Arcane Machine Games, Tango, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse Studios. So there's a lot in there. But of course, you know this was big news this week. And Xbox boss Phil Spencer says that the future Bethesda games will still come to other consoles on a case by case basis i would I mean, obviously this was huge news this week anton but i would suggest this is not bad news for nintendo because microsoft have a pretty good relationship with nintendo so i'm not particularly from a switch perspective concerned if i was a playstation um owner i might be more kind of like hmm because let's face yeah. it if you've got a big title coming from bethesda and it's coming to the next generation of consoles and you've got uh, an Xbox and you've got this deal with Microsoft I'm going to say that at the very least they're going to time exclusive it Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender we take randomised genres mechanics and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation which could be House Flipper and with the permadeath of XCOM then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Oh dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favourite podcast platforms now. Yeah, I think uh, when this kind of happened, there was a little bit of fear of, oh no, we're not getting any ports. But I, I think that kind of the statement Phil Spencer's came out and gave us is giving me hope that, you know, PlayStation, not so good. You won't be getting Elder Scrolls 6 or Doom 3, but we'll be at least getting, you know, maybe a Fallout 3 port on the Nintendo Switch or, um, you know, Doom 65 or whatever they decide to throw our way. We'll we'll be getting some stuff on the Switch. It's not all going to be um, exclusive and, you know, we'll have a, an or in the bind for a situation rather than a, uh, let's say, Gears 5 situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Leona, obviously a big week. Um, we've had all these announcements and um, there's been a lot of talk everywhere about the next generation of consoles and with this announcement as well, though, the timing is really interesting, isn't it? Because it's a real statement from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think, obviously, companies like this, they know what they're doing and they know that there's a good chance that people who were maybe a bit on the fence but are, like, big Fallout fans might go, well, maybe I should get the Xbox just in case. Realistically, I think that they won't cut things like that. Maybe some of their smaller quote-unquote games will be a bit more exclusive but I, I things like a Fallout game etc I don't think they're going to stop that being on other consoles and even PlayStation because by the time that these things are kind of coming out because obviously the things that are already in development are going to continue as they are they've said so they're still going to come out on PlayStation um, so yeah I think I think they're not going to cut off the massive revenue stream that will come from releasing their big games on every console. It, it'll be more likely just be maybe it comes out on Xbox first, 
that kind of thing. But yeah. I, I, even then, yeah. I don't think they're going to put a massive timed um, exclusivity on it. No, I think you're probably... I mean, it doesn't make huge business sense, even from... Microsoft really because if you own Bethesda then obviously the more games you sell the better the the the, the sort of company does um, so it, it doesn't make sense to completely you know write off the opposition uh, if you have that sort of ownership over their titles but I, th- I think you're right I think timed exclusive is going to be the way they're going to do it and um, there might be some games as you said that will stay exclusive but it's certainly a very very interesting week that's for sure uh, just very quickly did you did either of you uh, well Anton will start with but did either of you order any of the new uh, next gen consoles outside of the Switch we won't talk about them for too long because that's not why we're here but uh, I'm interested yeah, I, I grabbed a Series X, uh, mainly with the value of Game Pass. It's like so is that the um, is that the digital only one? That's the the high, the disc one. So that's their their high end twelve teraflop. Uh, Ooh. oh yeah, the old so teraflops. Mainly, yeah, uh, mainly for Game Pass. Uh, you know, every single Xbox game and Bethesda game on launch for like ten pounds a month and game streaming. Uh, and EA now they've added that it's just the value proposition in my eyes was too good to uh, pass on so I'm quite excited how about your yourself Leona you grab any of the, the new shiny boys um, unfortunately I did not but that is only because um, I lost my job recently because of the old mm. the old coronavirus so um, if I had not lost my job then I would have picked up a PS5 Ooh. Wow. oh you sitting there Mike uh, no I, I'm catching having... your eye no, not at the moment. Yeah, I mean, look, yes, of course they are. But at the moment, realistically, I'm struggling to keep up with my Switch games, let alone anything else. So right this second, no, but I'll, I'll look again because there are a few titles, a few of the new announcements. I'm looking at them going, yeah, I quite fancy that. But not at the moment. I'm going to wait. I'm going to sit on the fence and wait. Uh, next up, fans of natively ported Super Mario 64 to PS2, PS Vita, Sega Dreamcast and Android. So we've obviously got it now on Switch. But if, you, if you're still lagging behind on one of those uh, consoles, then you can pick up Super Mario 64. And um, yeah, I mean, I think this. I think I saw someone play it on, on a Dreamcast, a video of, of that. So it's very interesting, Anton. I'm not sure... Um, outside of just being a fan thing, if it's if it's really you know going to go any further, but you know because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Nintendo usually get pretty pretty upset when people do things like this. Yeah, the the, the reason I have uh, accredited them as fans is that they've wisely decided to stay anonymous. But the thing <laughs> that's uh, incredibly impressive about this is these ports are you know unlike the switch all-stars collection which is just emulation improve on them in many ways like we've got um like for instance the ps vita version of mario 64 like has widescreen support uh, and much better natives like resolution it runs on the code the hardware runs incredibly smoothly it's like oh this is um you know Nintendo could have done this without having to reverse engineer the game. They could have just put in this effort, um, which is a bit of a shame in that regard. But, you know, still super happy with the collection. But uh, it is amazing to see these really well done ports coming out. And, you know, as we've seen with the PC support um, mod of this game, it allows modders to do really cool stuff like swapping out models for like like full 3D HD quality models and stuff like that, which... Ah, it just makes me wish there was a little bit more in the, the 3D All-Stars collection, Leona. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. It probably won't go much further than this, but fans course, are yeah. 
always incredible. I actually know someone who does a lot of this kind of stuff on the Dreamcast and it's just, yeah, it's just wild to see how far people will go to um, not just get the games on there, but make them even better. <laughs> it's crazy. And all these people should just be offered really great jobs. That's the way I look at it, because... You know, they're very, very good. And um, yeah, I'm going to go and check out more footage of it, though, I think, as well, because I've only seen a little bit of it. And yeah, it looks it looks really impressive, although I suspect it won't be there for long. Next up, horror game Remothered Broken Porce- Porcelain is coming to the Switch on the 13th of October. Uh, the Remothered games, Anton, what's your kind of take on them? I mean, obviously, um, you know, the, again, they've got a pretty popular following quite scary looking for me gotta say Al would be an absolute no on this one uh, what's your take on it yeah I think the, um, this game looks particularly quite impressive it looks almost triple A in many ways um, mm-hmm. very surprising looks like a really solid experience uh, again probably slightly too scary for us uh, NSUK <laughs> folk uh, but looks like I an like incredibly polished game and I like the odd horror was, now and then yeah um but yeah, originally I think it was planned for like the 27th of October, so it's nice they've managed to move it forward and kind of give us some time to play it up until the the dawn of Halloween. How are yeah, you feeling about it, Leona? Yeah, I was going to say as well, it's coming to PS4 just beforehand as well, but we're not waiting long for the Switch. Um, is this your... I mean, you quite like the odd scare, don't you, Leona? Yeah, I love horror games. They're some of my very favourites. So I actually haven't... I haven't even played the first one. It's been on my very long list for a long time. So I think my plan is to play the first one and then when this comes out, play that because they do look right up my street. A very psychological sort of horror, I think. Yeah, completely. And that's the kind of horror I really like as well. It's the proper sort of, you know, I I suspect there'll be one or two jump scares in this, I would say. But... um, yeah, it looks good. And you, you're right, Anton, it is a really slick trailer. So I'm looking forward to, to sort of hearing more and see how it runs on the Switch. And that's the, that's the key for this, for the Switch, is that it has to run well, especially if you're playing that handheld with the headphones on late at night in the dark. Ooh, that could be pretty, pretty <laughs> oh, scary. <no. laughs> we'll just have to tell Al to skip this bit of the podcast. Next up in the UK, Super Mario 3D All-Stars has been the third biggest game launch of 2020, just behind The Last of Us Part 2 and Animal Crossing New Horizons. It makes Super Mario 3D All-Stars Nintendo's 15th biggest UK launch of all time. I mean, you can definitely tell that, Anton. I saw a TV ad for it the other day, which they don't do with all their games, so it's obviously doing very well. Yeah, it's when we get stuff like this, Mike, it's... It's just looking at Nintendo and thinking how much money they have left on the table if they were ever in a pinch. Like, they could just put out so many collections if they wanted to make so much money and just um, just become like a trillion-dollar company, but they, they're holding back on their vault. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if this does really well, which it kind of is, if they'll try this limited time thing again. Because I don't know if I'm the only one among amongst our podcast group that have done this, but... I kind of just bought it as like, I, I want that eventually and I'll get to it eventually and I don't want to not have the chance to get it. So a little bit slimy, but probably a, a wise move, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I think they knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah, right. sadly. Sensible. I do think we'll get DLC for Galaxy 2. That's still my prediction. I still think Galaxy 2 will be DLC, but I also know that I've thought this many times before with Nintendo and been sorely disappointed. So, uh, you know, things like this don't uh, happen that often. But Yeah, we'll 
I'll, I'll download that with my Mario Party DLC. Oh. <laughs> In your dreams, buddy. Okay, next uh, up, I'm going to fly through a few more of these because we've got still quite a few news items to get through. There's going to be a standard physical edition of Ori and the Will of the Wisps and Ori and the Blind Forest definitive edition. Um, yeah, you've played uh, these games, Anton, haven't you? No, sadly not. But the, Oh, sorry, I, I thought been- you had. Uh, getting my eyes have been placed firmly on Will of the Wisp. Uh, that new yeah, one looks, looks fantastic. The first one, you know, looks like an indie game, but Will of the Wisp looks gorgeous, Leona. Yeah, they are really lovely games. I think they've just sort of almost slowly just been getting more and more popular, it seems. Like, it, it felt like it took a little while, and now they're, obviously, they're you know, putting out physical collections of them. So, yeah, I think they're just going to continue doing really well, and they are really beautiful games. Uh, next up, the Super Mario Anniversary pin set has frustratingly low print run and fans aren't happy. Look, we, we kind of just talked about this, really. Um, so, yeah, this is Nintendo. <laughs> it's what they do. So, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have, you got, have you got your hands on one, Anton? Sadly not, but it's quite amazing where, you know, let's say we've had two console launches, both with very low numbers, but, you know, people are like, oh, I didn't get one. And then somebody else is like, oh, I got like 12. This one, nobody can find out who even got them. That's how low the print run is. Like, it's seemingly, like, they made, like, five of them, it sounds like. It's really low numbers, and it's it's a pin set. It's just a, a bit annoying. <laughs> it's a nice little thing to get, but as you say, it's not something that, you know... Um, but again, Leon, I mean, you've already said it, haven't you? It's sensible from the point of view of it just keeps people interested and excited about these things but uh, also very very frustrating yeah if something seems really exclusive and hard to get more people want it so they're smart (laughs) next up the not suitable for work fan game peaches untold uh, tale has been hit with a copyright takedown after eight years of development i uh being the innocent idiot that i am uh, googled it and um oh no It was on our list and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll have a look at that and see what that's all about. And, uh, well, I didn't actually get as far as actually seeing much of the game before having to cleanse my mind for the next sort of year or so. So, uh, anyway, uh, it's not suitable for work. We know that. Not really a huge surprise there's been a copyright takedown for uh, this kind of game featuring Peach. Yeah, it's... um. Amazing it's taken Nintendo this far. What what was it that broke them and they're like, you know, we were fine with blank, but now you've pushed it too far. We're getting our lawyers involved. Uh, close the show down. But uh, <laughs> yeah, eight years, God. It's, that's a lot of somebody's life to be putting into something that you can't even talk about at dinner. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Leona, I yeah regret Googling it. Yeah, um, I think we should just put a ban on you googling things without without asking first. <laughs> without asking first, yeah. yeah. Oops, second time in two weeks I've done that. Yeah. Um, I won't even mention what the other one was for. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah, I'm not a huge surprise that this has um, been you know copyright takedown, but just the surprises it's taken eight years. Next up, the Game Awards are planned for Thursday, December the 10th, so mark that in your diary. Uh, We'll probably have our equivalent of the year's awards at some point in December as well, so that's uh, that's definitely something to to look out for and more important than the Game Awards, but uh, yes, there will be some big titles, Anton, and I thought that will be vying for those awards. Yeah, Nintendo uh, Nintendo and the Game Awards 
have always been a, a surprisingly good uh, deal. People always kind of forget about the Game Awards, but they always have tons of big announcements. Like they had Smash Fighters, uh, they showed off Breath of the Wild at the Game Awards, and they showed off a new the new Xbox at the Game Awards last year. Uh, and there's always big stuff. I think a lot of people think of it just as an award ceremony. It is almost like a little wee mini Gamescom or something like that. So mm-hmm. definitely if you've got a free evening uh, on a first day in December, check it out. It's a surprisingly enjoyable show. They, they've been doing it for literally decades. They, they've got the, the format down. It's going to be an interesting this one this year with no audience, but... I think it should be good. Have you seen any of the the former events, Leona? Yeah, I have done. It's one of those things you usually try and um, tune in for, exactly, because, yeah, they do show some stuff. It's also just fun to see the awards. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do it this time. Yeah, and it would be great if we had a reveal of a game on our awards, but um, yeah, probably just <laughs> reveal who won our own awards, really. Uh, next up, Fangamer gets, in t- gets an entire line of uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day merch, including a talking doll. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I don't need to Google this one. I've played the game and uh, I'm sure that will be uh, rude in its own innocent way, uh, but good fun. And um, yeah, I haven't seen the line of merch, but uh, talking doll sounds like, um, it always reminds me, anything at the time I see it, I think of the talking crusty in The Simpsons, Anton. The talking crusty yeah, doll that comes um, to life. You know, what What a perfect choice of merch for a wonderfully... Uh, crude hero and to be honest I just see Rare starting to lean back into their old IP I'm like get them all in Smash I don't care who they are they're they're more appropriate to Nintendo than they are uh, Microsoft uh, could you imagine just a new Conquer even if they ported the original N64 game to the Switch it would be fantastic but uh, we can dream we can dream <laughs> yeah um, have you ever played the game Leona? I have, yeah. It's as as expected. I think it's great. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's just one of those things that you almost can't believe existed at the time and was and was so absolutely beloved. But yeah, it was. It was a good game. It's actually a decent. You know, it's a decent game. Forget all the nonsense and the you know ridiculousness of it. It is actually a really good game. So well worth checking out if you haven't gone back there. Limited Run have announced a Doom helmet. It's just one hundred thirty nine ninety nine dollars. Um, sounds cool in terms of having it if you are a collector of Doom memorabilia but it's not cheap Anton yeah you know uh, it is a lot of money but I guess a face mask a face mask in 2020 so I guess it's got dual purpose so maybe I can't uh, take off a tenner for that but uh, I guess you know they're going wild with all the the retro Doom merch and um, Mm. yeah it's just kind of cool Leona yeah, I mean, it 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 might be worth that much. I, I haven't seen it to see like how the quality is, but as a prop maker, I know that helmets are hard to make. So, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. There will be people who care enough to spend that much money on it. Yeah, there definitely will. There definitely will, um, and it'll probably sell out because. Yeah, it's limited run. Next up, Nintendo renewed trademarks for Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Uh, I know very little about what that means, Anton, but I suspect you're about to tell me. Uh, yeah, this was uh, a Pokemon games on the Nintendo DS. I believe it was the second one, like 2009 DS era. Okay. Um, and it had like a, a little wee step counter thing that came with it, a really bizarre one. Uh, and with that I think it was kind of a little bit pricey when it came out so it would be lovely if they did a remake or something like that 
But I have my doubts. I think this is just Nintendo keeping their, their claws on all of their valuable assets, sadly, Luna. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think Nintendo will ever let any trademark or anything slip there. That's just not them. Yeah, I suspect exactly that. I think, you know, it's just keeping it going, keep keep their name there so that no one else can come and swoop in. And next up, Transformers Battlegrounds has got a gameplay trailer. Uh, yeah, always good to get a gameplay. We always like a gameplay trailer. Uh, we prefer it when it's a gameplay demo. But um, what's your instincts on this one, Anton? Yeah, it's, you know, this one's a smidge on the shovely weird side of things. Although... I must say it's surprisingly have went down the route of a kind of tactical shooter RPG-ish elements. You know, it's weirdly like the the Ray, like Mario versus Rayman or Ray, Mario and Rayman Rabbits game that they did recently, mm-hmm. where it's kind of you're you're plotting your path around the map, doing your moves, which is a surprising fit for a Transformers game, but could possibly be all right. But I'm a little bit skeptical, Leona. Yeah, I mean, I have a personal vendetta against everything Transformers um, because I had to write an essay on the first film. And you, I mean, I didn't have to. I was the one I chose out of some options, so I really brought some myself. But I had to watch it so many times that I just refuse to ever play any game or watch anything ever again. But all things considered uh, with that, it looks okay. It looks like that's probably the sort of style of game that works for Transformers. So... Yeah, it reminds me of an old Transformers game. I can't remember. I think it was PS3, maybe, era. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm i assuming the film was the first of the live-action films and not the 80s animated film. Yes, Fiona. the live-action films. It was a class on Hollywood cinema. Ah, well, that would have definitely not worked with the animation particularly well. Uh, next up, Rocket League goes free to play. We've talked about that. Get on there, have a go. Uh, we mentioned that right at the start of the show. Next up, Fansport. Grand Theft Auto 3 to the Nintendo Switch good frame rate and 16 by 9 support I did see this and thought how easy, I mean I'm not being funny but I think I had it on my mobile about 7 years ago can we not just like get them across so that you've got the option to play them, I'd go back and play them handheld, it'd be great Anton Yeah I actually looked up because I was similar like yeah I played that on mobile ages ago, it came out like 2011 or something on like the iPhone 4 with that tiny screen with the (laughs) just fitting all those buttons on it like, oh, it's uh, amazing that we haven't seen this come to the Switch. Uh, my, my one curiosity is maybe they're a little bit apprehensive because the PS3 and Xbox 360 ports of these games were kind of hated because they were based on the phone ports of the games on the console. But if like a one-man army can port it to the Nintendo Switch, I'm sure Rockstar can uh, turn on their, their money printer soon enough. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. It's it's one of those things that you're just sort of waiting for it to happen. There's It doesn't seem like there's a huge barrier there. Yeah, if they could bring Bully, that's the only one I'm caring about. If they oh, bring yeah. Bully, that would be awesome. Love Bully. One of my favourite games ever, ever, ever. So much fun. And Bully 2, because that rumour has been going for about three years now, so hurry up with Bully 2. If Bully 2 only came as a... Still waiting. If it came exclusive for PlayStation 5 or Xbox, whatever we're on now, I would buy that console for Bully. Oh. So, have you used? Do you remember Agent, the Rockstar game? It was announced as a PlayStation Free launch exclusive, mm. and Rockstar still doesn't confirm that they've cancelled the game. It's still in development, apparently. Um, it's uh, it's amazing. The, I, I don't know how things work there, and I don't know how <laughs> games get out there. And they have a bazillion GTA updates, but they won't give us Bully Two. It's madness. Yeah. What are they doing? Yeah. 
Bully 2. Hurry up, because it's awesome. Uh, the Animal Crossing New Horizons fall update arrives next week on the 30th of this, uh, September. You've got growing pumpkins, prepare for Halloween, Halloween night, night celebrations, revisiting dreams, and Nuke Link app update. Very, very quickly on this, Anton. Um, great to see more updates for Animal Crossing. Yeah, the the growing pumpkins is kind of a hint of the the growing foods and vegetables, which are kind of presumed to be coming on a, a later update. You can now do face makeup, so you can live like your full goth realness if you really wanted to, uh, or you can be a little bit of an alien. I'm going to be curious to see if they keep that year round, but overall, a nice meaty update and. As somebody who's started using Animal Crossing more as a social thing to just meet up with friends every now and then, uh, this just gives you stuff to do, which is super charming. And Halloween will be a, a fun time to be a, an Animal crossing person. <laughs> good, good. Right, I've got, I'm going to fly through the rest of the news because we're still not onto rumours and we've nearly been here for an hour. So next up, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. It's got a new trailer and it's showcasing the champions and includes young Impa as a playable character. It also shows 15 minutes of gameplay. I thought the gameplay, Anton, of this um, looked really good. I mean, especially, you know, a lot of people are maybe slightly cynical. I think it does feel very Warriors, but with that sort of Zelda universe and very much the Breath of the Wild vibe, um, yeah, I think it it looks really solid. I want to play this game. Yeah, it's kind of remarkable. You know, we... When the game got announced, uh, we kind of spoke of it from a story perspective of being such a perfect fit for, um, you know, the Warrior Cell gameplay being such a perfect fit for that story. But now seeing it in action, the Breath of the Wild cel-shaded art cell actually works really lovely in a Warrior Cell format where it's, you know, lots of enemies, so they need to turn down the graphics a little. And this just ends up looking quite fantastic. Lovely to see Hyrule. Um, before it was destroyed. Um, as somebody who's never really enjoyed the Warriors games, this makes me want to buy one. It's very impressive. Um, did yeah. you manage to catch catch a look at it, Leona? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the same. I'm not particularly interested in the Warriors games. I haven't ever uh, tried them. So, yeah, I mean, it looks nice. Maybe, maybe if I if it was if it was there, I would give it a go. I don't know how much I I would want to have to go back and figure everything out now. But it, it definitely looks nicer than um, what I expected. Yeah, I mean, I've not played them either, but I think this is the first one where I'm. I was tempted by the last one, but this one I'm really tempted by. So, yeah, it looks fun. It looks like they've got the mix right. We will see what the reviews say, of course, but uh, it's nice to actually see the gameplay and, you know, to see that it is properly, you know, nearly there, nearly ready, which is great. Next up, Netflix have announced Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. It's a new CG anime series. It's coming to Netflix in 2021. Um, yeah, I mean, hard to tell if this is going to be amazing or absolutely terrible. I'm kind of on the fence about it. Uh, Leona, what's your kind of initial thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I am a big Resident Evil fan, so it's always exciting that they're doing things. But yeah, it can it can really go either way. The um, the trailer thing, <laughs> teaser basically, doesn't really show almost anything. It's so it's just hard to know. I'm. I'll. I'll give it a go. I'll definitely watch it and see, because they've done some good stuff in that style. But yeah, it's just a waiting game to see. Is it good? Is it terrible? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of on a, a similar fence, Leona. Where I, I liked, you know, 
I'm, I like the kind of look and aesthetic of it. I, I think that's nice to have every now and then. It just kind of reminds me like when Final Fantasy 13 came out and everybody was like, oh, this could be a movie, and it wasn't. Hmm. But now it is. Uh, so it looks fairly cool. Uh, and Netflix has had a good track record so far. Like the Castlevania did really well. Mm-hmm. And that one felt a lot more destined for failure. So fingers crossed here, they have a lot more to work off narratively. Uh but who knows, that could just end up being baggage. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see with this one. But yeah. between this and Cuphead, The Witcher, Netflix is going all in on the gaming stuff these days, Mike. Yeah, no, I think it's great. It's really great to to see that happening. And um, more of these, please, as long as the quality is good, which I think I think it probably will be. I mean, the, the sort of Resident Evil stuff previously has been pretty good. So I think, I think it will be good. But... Um, yeah, nice to see. And 2021, we'll find out if it's going to be worth our time. Next up, Nintendo have restocked Animal Crossing Amiibo Cards Series 1 to 4 and the limited edition console. Anton, do you want one of those? Um, it's not quite my aesthetic, but uh, my partner does have one and they are quite gorgeous and tons of little wee details and pastel, very friendly and Instagram friendly. But um, it's great to see them back in stock because they did, again, just scalped uh, immediately and then sold for a really high price. So it's nice that yeah, more people get a, a chance to get their hands on it. Yeah. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise is going to get three new amiibos, Palamut, Magnamalo and Palico. I hope I've said those right, but, you know, we're not going to dwell on that. But again, that's cool. More amiibos is always good. And I think now, because we're not going to dwell on those because we've still got loads of rumours to talk about, so let's move on to this week's rumours. Now, I'm not normally one for gossip, but... First up then, new Japanese Super Smash Bros. Ultimate advert has hinted that we could be meeting the next fighter around about October the 4th. Ooh, is it going to be, Anton? Uh, Rayman, Rayman. <laughs> That's, I just want Rayman. I've wanted Rayman <laughs> in Smash since the Wii U. You said Rayman and not Rainman, right? Uh, fing- fingers crossed. Let's hope so. We'll need to see Rayman. An interesting <laughs> uh, crossover. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be very... <laughs> across the genres there. Um... But yeah, I, I, it's always exciting. I think when you're a Smash player, I mean, for me, it, it makes no difference at the moment because, and it's but it's great that they've got this ultimate thing. What I want them to do now is do this with Mario Kart, where they have the ultimate Mario Kart with all the tracks, and we get new characters all the time because that would make absolute sense. Um, but yeah, new fighter around the corner, October the fourth. If you could fight in any, if you could have any character in a fighting game, Leona, who would it be? Um, I would just want like the most weird, ridiculous characters possible. <laughs> like, yeah, let's yeah. just put anyone in it, like uh, York from Deadly Premonition, because that's all I've been thinking about. Like, <laughs> yes, please. Just the most ridiculous choices possible Francis are always Morgan. the best. Yeah, I would agree. That would be awesome. That would be great. Um, okay, next up, Venture Beats. Jeff Grubb has shared that Mass Effect is definitely not one of the seven games EA is planning to bring to Switch. Uh, Anton, that doesn't mean it's not coming to Switch. What that's saying is those seven games are earmarked as the seven Switch releases. Um, And it could be that already this is pipelined and it's not one of those seven games. It's the eighth. Or am I clutching? Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's, um, you know... It's it's not often we have rumours that are just like, yeah, the rumour that was happening is false. Uh, So I'm inclined to believe Jeff Grubb. He seems like to, to know his stuff. Is it though? Uh, so. Is it just like he's re- diverting it because he's like, oh no, everyone's going to know and we're going to surprise drop this and now oh, we'll have to say it's not one of the seven. I never said it wasn't coming. I said it wasn't one of the... Do you know what I mean? 
Um, I mean, it, it could not. be. I don't know. To be honest, <laughs> I think it's it's not really say, say, saying much at this point. Because uh, we could take it as that or we could take it as it's never happening ever. There's really no yeah, way to know. Which is probably more likely, given my track record of any game I want to come to the Switch, just not happening. Yeah. Uh, next up, Media Market Retailer have added a Switch Pro section to their website. Um, this is... <laughs> This got everyone going slightly crazy during the week, Anton, but the reality is it could just be that they were having a bit of a wind-up. They were like, you know what? I know how we could get lots of attention for Media Market this week. We stick a Switch Pro Mm. section in and then suddenly... What's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm similarly not... um, eh, Like putting down my pre-orders for Switch Pro right right now. Uh, I'm kind of of a stance. It's probably like they have... A IT company they go to like every four months to kind of organize the website and he sell the rumors. He's like, yeah, I'll just put this in here just in case because I won't be touching the website for like another six months. Yeah. Uh, and then the internet caught fire. I, I don't think this is a... I don't think Media Market are the, in the inside of Nintendo's leaking process. Yeah. I, say, I don't think so, Leona. No, for sure. I think the, uh, it's just a mistake. Someone who didn't really know what they were talking about updated the website or they did it and thought maybe some people would um, come to their website from the rumour itself. But to be honest, it's probably more likely just a mistake. Um, yeah, I don't think they're the first port of call for Nintendo to be like, <laughs> by the way, guys, you're the only ones who know. Get your website sorted now. Yeah, I mean, it would be it would be some scoop for them, but as you say, I don't I don't think it's likely the case. Uh, Retro Studios has hired Santa Monica senior game designer John Marcella as an environment designer for Metroid Prime Four. When we talk about it every week, they've hired this person for Metroid Prime Four. They've hired this person. Uh, he previously worked in God of War uh, PS4. I don't think we really need to talk about this, do we, Anton? It's it's another good addition. Someone you know that shows their you know their intention but it is every week we're getting someone else right yeah i I don't know when they're going to stop they just keep on buying the entire industry metroid prime 4 is going to be the you know the the ready player one of its time (laughs) yeah it's just never coming though they just need to you know um ah, yeah i don't know i mean it doesn't it doesn't mean much other than it shows that they're getting called to people in that know what they're doing next up bravely default 2 has had its rating determined make uh, making people believe it's close to release um yeah so i guess well i guess if you get your rating determined anton usually it does happen fairly close to release date yeah you know quite often when we had the the age rating for games it's like basically going up the next month or two months away it's it's yeah it's usually really close to release so uh, i guess get ready to sink 400 hours into another bravely default game uh it's right around the corner (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be doing that if I'm honest. Although I do like the look of it, and I like the look of the games generally. I've never, I've, I, I think there's a, is there a demo on the Switch of one of them? I think so. I think they put out one of their their Square Enix very long hour long demos. So uh, mm-hmm. definitely plenty out there to sink your teeth into. Yeah, is it a game that you would ever want to play, Leona? Not really. I haven't played the first one. I don't. Uh, yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I have it, but nah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like me with buying games. Uh, the retailer uh, game replay is listed in as box art for Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time remake. That would be a good remake. We'd love that on the Switch. Yeah, it's kind of weird because it originally got leaked as a Switch game, and then they were like, "Nope, it's coming to Xbox and PS4. It's not even coming to the other consoles." And then this has just happened, and you know, it looks like shockingly authentic box art. It just looks incredibly 
crisp, not a single flaw or hair out of place. Uh, I wonder if they're going to just be showing off at a partner showcase, maybe like um, and have it come out like a month after the the other consoles versions. Um, it's a bit of a, a bizarre one that it's being held back from the looks of it. Is my theory, Leona? Yeah, it's one of those things that this could be legit. It might not be. I think that's more than likely to happen. Maybe they just keep it back for a little while. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think they'll they'll do their usual kind of sell it on the Switch afterwards for whatever reason. Finally, on our rumours this week, Ubisoft have teased concept art for a new Rayman. Mm, controversial. Um, have you looked at this concept art yet, Anton? Yeah, it's to be honest, uh, when I saw it, I didn't get a Rayman immediately from it, and I think that was their, their kind of goal. Uh, but to hardcore Rayman fans, it was definitely Rayman. And to be honest, I think it's a, a wise move where uh, with the creator of Rayman retiring last month, um, I think this was possibly a move to kind of be like, yep, he's, Rayman's not going anywhere. He's still uh, at the heart of Ubisoft or something like that. Um, but I don't think we're going to be seeing anything very soon, uh, yeah. wouldn't you say? But- yeah, I think, did, it, did Ubisoft not say that it wasn't? Yeah, they deleted the post. They had a, There was a I post up there and they got rid of the it. post. I think they said something about it. I can't remember what already. But I think, I think they were well, sort of like, nope, it's not. <laughs> yeah, they actually replied to everybody. Um, so anybody that commented on it, they replied saying, "No, no, it's not a new game. It's nothing. It's nothing. Nothing to get excited about." They actually individually replied. <laughs> That's oh, how paranoid no. they are about it. <laughs> uh, you got, uh, you got to say too that much. <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like you're protesting too much there. I'm afraid. So um, yeah. I, I think we will see a new Rayman. I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, the last games were really good. The originals are classic. So yeah, I can I can see that happening. And yeah, we'll see. But um, yeah, they're saying it's not happening, but we don't believe them. (laughs) Okay, I think we are now ready to move on. And uh, yeah, new challenger approaching because Leona's here and it's time for this week's quiz. I have so many questions. Right, Leona, how are you feeling about this? Because you are up against Anton. Um, I I'm, I, can, I'm uh, I, I might have to go immediately right now <laughs> before I embarrass right. myself on this quiz. Well, listen, if it was me, I would I'd I just throw the towel in immediately. Um, yeah. But I mean, there's that, there's Al no did, way. I mean, Al did surprise us last week with a two one win. So who knows? <laughs> first first so time we, ever anyone's ever first time ever. Well, the way we play is very straightforward. It's two games to start with where I give you a line of description from the game. You've got to tell me what the game is. You get one guess per time I speak and give you a description. And then the final one, I'm going to give you a random titled game. You've got to tell me what year it came out. So first up, are you ready? Indeed. Good. 2008 action-adventure game developed by Volition. It was released in October 2008 for the PS3 and Xbox 360 and later ported to Microsoft Windows in 2009 and uh, Linux in 2016. Dragon Age? No. Mm. Any guess, Leona? I'm trying to think what Volition made. I don't know. Okay, uh, next one. It's set in the fictional city of Stillwater, five years after the event of the first game. Players control the same protagonist and lead a new order or gang against rival gangs occupying their turf. Dishonored? No. Mm. I have no idea. I've got a chance here, Leona. I've got no idea. 
Okay. Next clue. The developers opted for a more comedic tone to set the game apart from uh, to set the game apart from GTA. Oh, um, Saints Row. I'm going to give you it. It's Saints Row 2. So I'm oh, going to yeah, give you it because... Oh, yeah, you said, I said sequel, sorry. Second game. <laughs> so I feel like you'd Saints have got Row there. The so well to done. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well done. And well done, if, well done. Uh, if you got... If you were playing along and you got Saints Row of any kind, I'll give you the point because it was Saints Row 2 we were specifically looking for, but you could have been forgiven for saying Saints Row or Saints Row 3. Um, and the yes, 2 was is, implied. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, yeah, you, you implied because I'd said second. You were like, of course it's the second, I just, right? I just okay. totally remembered every word you'd said and didn't just... Oh, that's it. Yes. Okay, next game. 1-0. Ooh, Anton, pressure is on here. Uh, next oh, up. No. <laughs> this is a puzzle simulation video game developed and published and released in 2013 for Windows OS X. Windows and OS X, and then for iOS slightly later on. There was a port for the Vita announced in August 2014 and not released until December 12th, 2017. I didn't even know it was on the Vita, but there we are. Puzzle simulation. Puzzle um, simulation video game. Oh, um... Lum- luminance? I don't know. <laughs> no. Nope. No idea. <laughs> so many puzzle uh, game, games exist. The game was recognised with various awards and nominations from the Independent Games Festival Game Developer Choice Awards and BAFTA Video Games Awards and was named by Wired and the New Yorker as one of the top games of 2013. Pope report, reported that by 2016, not the Pope, uh, by 2016, more than 1.8 million copies of the title had been sold. Um, Octodad, Dadley's Catch? It's not. Pope is Lucas Pope, the developer. Not the Pope. <laughs> the Pope. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to tell you one point eight million copies of this game has been sold. That was the Pope. I don't know how what accent he's got. To be honest yeah, that was. Uh, but... <laughs> no, no, it wasn't the Pope. Is what you're saying? Uh, no guess. No. I have no idea. Okay. All right. See, the thing is, if I give you the gameplay, you're going to get it immediately. Um, all right, I'll, I'll miss it, was, it the first part. The player's re- vague description. The player's review documents. Papers, please. Oh, papers, please. Oh, it's 2-0. You got there just in time, Leona. Oh. Well done. Sorry, Anton. See, I knew as soon as it's I went, right. my, other, my other opener there was, as the checkpoint inspector... <laughs> <laughs> So one or the other, you were going to get it. There's no way to tell you what that game is because it, it was so... Yeah, you, you might as well have been like, the game, which is Paper Sleeves. <laughs> exactly, I nearly did a minute ago. Um, interestingly, Lucas Pope was actually a developer on the Uncharted series as well for Naughty Dog. Wow. So there you are. So uh, he left Naughty Dog in 2010, uh, just after Uncharted 2, and uh, and then um, moved actually moved to Japan and then developed this game. So there you are. So a bit of a story behind the game. But it's a great game. And um, yeah, well, that's 2 0 to Leona. Could it be a 3 0? Probably three-nil? not. <laughs> this is a flute. All right. Will never happen again. Ne- so this one's slightly different. This is the game I give you, and I tell you the name of the game, and you have to tell me what year it came out. Now, a bit of a different one because this is a game that's in the arcades, but I'm going to specifically talk about. Um, 
console versions. I won't tell you which one because that would help you with your timeline. And the game is called Bishy Bashy Special. <laughs> All right. All right, let's start with, let's see. So, Leona, you won that, so you've got to go first. What year do you think that came out? I have no idea. Um, let's go with 1995, because that's when I was born. Okay, I have okay, literally no idea. Uh, Anton, I, uh, what year? I'll, I'm going 1994. Make it easy. Okay, okay. Uh, this one <laughs> was... Uh, it was an arcade game, but it was also, there's many versions of it. There was Bishy Bishy, Bishy Bashy Championship. There was Super Bishy Bashy Champ, Hyper Bishy Bashy, uh, Gadjaga Champ, Step Champ, Hyper Bishy Bashy Champ. Um, there was also Salaryman Champ, which was a slightly odd title, but there we are. Uh, Great Bishy Bashy Champ, Bishy Bashy Champ Online. The Bishy Bashy, uh, Bishy Bashy Channel. Uh, which is actually only two years old, uh, believe it or not. Um, but Bishy Bashy Special was the... <laughs> How many times can I say Bishy Bashy in one episode? Um, Bishy Bashy <laughs> Special was the first console version released on the PlayStation. Oh, no. In 1998 in Japan. 3 nil Leona. Congratulations. No one thought it could be done. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> I just have to say, someone, one of our Patreon supporters who's listening live has just said, Mike, don't, don't Google Bishy Bashy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> a very good point. Very good point. Um, Salaryman Champ was Tatakoi Salaryman, was in Japan only 2001. I mean, most of these games were Japan only. There were, I mean, the arcade ones weren't. There were some arcades over here, but um, there we are. So, uh, in most mini games, kind of mini games, you finish the mini game before time runs out to score additional points arcade game controls very simple each player has a red green and blue button positioned left right center and left center and right um each mini game explains the controls each time sometimes you use a steering wheel so it's all kind of mini games but there you are bishy bashy which kind of describes i guess what people were on arcades you know they're like smashing the arcade to bits to to win the game so there you are three nil leona that is impressive yeah, um, I, I can't even say that I earned it. It was clearly a fluke. No. <laughs> you just happened to Congrats. pick games that I know well enough. And I think they were slightly easier questions, so I just managed to get in there fast. You've been uh, nice I to see, me. see, Anton, that's two weeks in a row you've lost, so you're going to have to step up I the know. game. You know? it's, uh, it's, it's all downhill from here. He's actually just faking <laughs> losing so that um, we don't Not keep telling all. him off for being so smart. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We know your game, Anton. Uh, that is yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what I was planning. <laughs> that is it for this week. Just a quick reminder again, nsukp.co.uk is the website. If you're on Twitter, it's NSUK Podcast. Uh, anything else you want to add, Anton, before we finish? Um, yeah. Um, and if you want to learn more about the Patreon and kind of what sort of stuff we do, that's nsukp.co.uk forward slash support dash us. We have three tiers ranging from $2 a month to $9 a month at the most expensive. Uh, and you get, what? what's the number of podcasts? Like seven extra per month? It's so it's eight extra thrill. plus the one live uh, one that we do, which is um, all mics open, everyone involved. And I think last time we did that, we played Jackbox. So there we are. Yeah, which was quite exciting. And we've got our, our first batch of mugs out. And yeah, there's tons of really exciting rewards and bonuses there. Uh, such as us doing Last Call, which we'll be moving over to now live, which is always yeah. fun. Yeah, absolutely. And that is it. Leona, thank you very much for uh, being Alistair today. 
Thank you for having me. I, I tried my, my best Al impression. Probably didn't go very well. But. <laughs> I mean, look, with Al, it's... Uh, you know, you've already proved by beating Anton so convincingly that you know more than Al, so we're <laughs> It's all fine. Uh, that is it. We'll see you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Au revoir.